listening to us following us subscribing wherever it is that you're following us um as always you can check us out on apple Podcasts, spotify iheart pandora and now google Podcasts. um we're gonna go around the table and introduce everybody that's here for this episode starting off with aunt hello ian what up kurt yo raleigh good afternoon napoleon and me, I'm James. So, um, as summertime gets ready to, I mean, it feels like summertime outside right now, and it's looking like summertime right now. We getting ready to, uh, I mean, I mean, hell, you might as well say this is summertime. This is June, whatever this is right now. And it's already hot. Temperatures here in Cleveland been 80 degrees plus for the better part of the week. So, that's always a good thing. And um, this episode here, we're going to talk about different summertime traditions, different summertime outlooks, and um, a lot of summertime favorites. But before we jump into this episode, we're gonna, um, how's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing? Cool. Great. Good. Um, right. How's the, Ian, how's the baby doing? Great. 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 <laughs> um, oh, excuse me. I want to give a quick programming note. We will not be on air um next week um you know a lot of times we 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 uh <laughs> we vanish or disappear and y'all never know so we give y'all a heads up so um y'all will not get an episode next week so next wednesday if you're looking for something to listen to go back 
um, download, listen to all the previous 31 episodes. This is being 31, of course. Um, make sure you get the word out to all your family and friends, all your loved ones. Um, you know, make sure you share, subscribe, listen, like, do whatever it is. Make sure you get it out. Um, also, too, Juneteenth coming up. That's so, why we off, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why. We, that's why we really off. So. You know, Juneteenth coming up. Any barbecues, backyard gatherings that y'all having, make sure y'all throw the podcast on. Make sure y'all listen to it, share it, get it out there. Um, also, too, since we are not going to be on the following week, want to give a, a shout-out to all the fathers here in the room, all the fathers out there listening. Happy Father's Day to y'all. And, um, you know, y'all enjoy. Y'all be safe. Y'all have fun. And, um, you know, like I said, just make sure y'all listen to the pod and, you know, get the word out. <laughs> So, as we get ready to dive into this episode here, all of us at the age of 40, I mentioned that other you about to do 40, you might as well say round up. <laughs> um, we all got different memories, we got different things that make summertime memorable for us. Uh, from us being kids playing high and go seat, family gatherings, reunions, uh, for us here in Cleveland, you know, Wood Hill. Most notably, had a lot of cookouts, freaky basketball gatherings, all sorts of stuff. You can name it. Um, the intro song, um, the first one at least, <laughs> uh, from Will Smith, Summertime, is, I would go as far as saying, an anthem for the summertime. It's something that everybody recognizes, you know, our age, older and younger. But when you think about the summertime, for everybody in here, What's one song that you closely equate or you relate to um, the summertime besides the one that we opened up with? So, Am, start off with you. Damn, I didn't know that was coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> depends what summer, you know? Um, I don't got one song, but I got different years, like... One summer it was all the No Limit stuff. Uh, one summer it was uh, Bone. One summer it was uh, Cash Money. Yeah, I don't know if I could uh, do one summertime song. Will Smith was cool because it was it was on the radio too, and we were we were younger when that came out. We weren't I don't know how old we are, but we were we were younger. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I don't got, I can't pin it down to one uh, particular summertime song. Okay, that's fair. And what about you? I ain't got no, I don't have a particular. I ain't got one. As <laughs> <laughs> long as I was riding in the car with windows down, it felt like something. So whatever the fuck played was my summertime anthem. Okay. Uh, I guess you can go with. Damn it, any uh, any outcast since I got a license. This <laughs> <laughs> is my summertime, summertime man. That's fair. That's fair. Kirk, what about you? Me, um, man, it's, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. Humpty down. Yeah. I say anything this on the ground. No, um, for real, um, Bob Marley, that that jamming. So like anything I can bump, roll the windows down, loud as, sh loud as hell, don't care. 
Let that shit rock. Um, yeah, you start cleaning up your life. Yeah, you try not to cuss, nigga. Yeah. When this no, shit stuff? That's a drink. I was drinking this shit. This is new. Shit. We got a reverse effect on you? We got a summertime curtis? Something wrong with shit. You can let me sip this shit right quick. All right, I'm back, motherfuckers. Here we go. No. <laughs> but that, um, yeah, that. And then, um, too, like, some line dance music, like that, that JB Monterey. I bumped that shit. Roll the windows down. Day and night, ride around the city. Let that shit bump. Yeah. I can get you the average white band, you know, pick up pieces, you know, all that shit. <laughs> I, I can't help but think about <laughs> Hustle Man when I hear you say pick up the pieces <laughs> with the kazoo. <laughs> uh, for me, um, I mean, it's hard to top top authority. Will Smith Summertime. I mean, it's, it's you know what I mean? Uh, Oh, you know. yeah. All right. Well, so probably R. Kelly. Like, yeah, party. Yeah, it's R. Kelly. Like yeah. any, like I mean, he got a lot of summer summertime kind of hits. Um. You know, so I, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of tough. Like like Ann said, it just depends on the year. I mean, it could be it could be anything really. I mean, whatever. Um. I will say, uh, Kanye that Kanye and Cameron. Um, was it down and out? Yeah, that that's yeah. got a summertime feel to me every yeah. time I hear it. Um, I I'm not sure if it came out in the summertime or not, but it just it gets me in that. Um, I would say um, that is Kanye song too. Uh, with him and uh, T Pain. Uh, I, I can't think. I can't think of the name of it. Somebody out there listening right now calling it out. We can't even right. think of it. <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. But um, that yeah, I'm good. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of the song. Now. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> it must not be that much of a good life. Yeah, that's what they like. Good life. Yeah, good life. So that's probably it for me. Napoleon, what song you think of when it, your favorite when it comes to summertime? My favorite is that Will Smith and uh. Uh, jazzy, fresh. I mean, jazzy, you know, summertime, the jazz jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I think of summertime, I think of cookout. So I, I, you know, you can come up with a whole playlist for that, man. Yeah. Um, uh, whenever I hear BBD Poison, uh, that put me in the mind of summertime. Um, before I let go, Frankie Beverly and Maze. Yeah. That puts me in the mind of summertime. Uh, juvenile. Uh, <laughs> Like that, that put me in the mind of summertime. Definitely. I, yeah, th- those are my tops, man. I, you know, I get around, uh, pop, maybe think of summertime. Um, how's it going down, DMX? That make that that's windows down summertime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like with summertime, man. Like that's usually yeah. You think about like the you know during the day. You riding around, you riding past the parks, you riding down somebody's street, pulling up to the cookout. But then also too, like the flip side of that is, at nighttime, you know, like you either riding by yourself, you got the windows down, you got your lady in the car, you got your windows down, you playing, you know, something that's, you know, catchy. You know, you roll up next to somebody, and you got that that song playing, and then they look over at you and they just instantly start yeah. nodding. That's the point. Y'all play something that nobody's rocking at that time. Yeah, and and, and, it's, and it's usually something. 
that like when Napoleon was going down that list, it's usually something that's older yeah. that nobody had heard for a minute, and it take you back, and then you can't help but to nod your head, mm-hmm. you know. Um, man, like for me, I want to say like <sighs> usually like for summertime, man, I usually think of like um, um, some AZ. Okay. Like AZ had a lot of tracks that usually like when it got dusk or it got nighttime. And you open up the roof and you roll down the windows like AZ had, you know, the essence with him and Nas. Like to me, yeah. that was that was like a real dope, you know, nighttime, you know, summertime track. Um, a lot of Dr. Dre, like even like next episode that that had like a real, you know, summertime cookout feel. Um, mostly like any Dr. Dre stuff. Like if you play that at a cookout or a park. You could be in the middle of texting. You could be in the middle of talking to your people. As soon as some Dre came on, you st- you turned your head and, you know, you instantly got into it. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, all 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 the songs mentioned were, you know, great songs and pretty sure like a lot of y'all are take notes and throw them on during your cookouts. Um, I got one for the nighttime that came to mind. What's that? Uh, Project Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Getty Green or uh, Mr. Don't Play. Mr. Don't Play, yeah. Oh, the album slap. Yeah, 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 that was the nighttime album. Mr. Don't Play was a whole summertime album. I give you that. Yeah. That was a that was a classic. That was a classic. That might be the only. I ain't, well, I'm gonna get in trouble here with a lot of people that listen to soft music, but to me, Mr. Don't Play might be. Now, with the exception of Outkast, of course, Mr. Don't Play might be the one South album that I could play all the way through with no skips. Like, with the skits, everything, yeah, I could play all the way through. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Summertime, to me, I visualize kind of the, the artists, and so it's mostly West Coast or uh, South. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think about, even though I think they cool and they are all right, but I'm not thinking about... Uh, Jay Z, as far as yeah. like summertime music. You know? no. Well, no, I mean you can, you, but you can. I mean, when you talk about just like riding around, or even even at a cookout, I mean, you can get some of those like off a of reasonable doubt. A couple of those songs are summertime kind of songs. It don't it don't put me in that mindset though. It don't put me in that. I mean, some songs is good off, but specific summertime, yeah, like it. I think about where they from, so I kind of visualize them and they, you know, uh, environment, you know, so yeah. well, it's usually always warm down south in the yeah, West Coast. Yeah. You know? That's fair. I like, I like, I can, I can do like Talib Kweli uh, and High Tech The Blast. That's kind of one of them summer, yeah. summer when, you know, that you can listen to and ain't, ain't nobody really heard and it just kind of, it's that feel, real feel good, man. Um, um, I still do some like Young Jock. Young Jock put me in the summertime mood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, I mean, everybody said Outcast. Um, oh, I tell you what, I tell you what's New York that put me in the summer mood? The Bud the Rim soundtrack. Yeah, because it was done by Dev Row. Who's? Bud Because it was West Coast man. Yeah. <laughs> The show sound, the show soundtrack, that uh, that bone everyday thing, uh, summertime of the LBC dub shack. Yeah, that's some uh, summer things for me too. That, that that show soundtrack had a um, a jail felony track on there, that was real summertime ish. So yeah, that you hear. 
You start talking about now we 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 going down this wormhole now. Warren G. Warren G had a lot of summertime tracks. I think oh, the regulator. Regulator. Yeah, regulator. You know, yeah. uh, anything they do was on was considered a summertime joint too. Cause yeah. it was okay. a lot of tracks. That's that's all you think. I know two songs. <laughs> I won't say a lot. I say regulator. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know regulator that's was the DJ. Star did. What was the other one? Uh. Yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> now Warren G, but Nate Dogg was something. Yeah, that nigga. Nate Dogg's everything. That nigga picnic fish. I can't think of them now, but like Warren, but Warren G, I can't think of the songs on that. Napoleon, can you can you call some of them on there? Oh. On, on Warren G's album. Regulator, it's, it's something about a DJ. This DJ. Yeah. Regulators was there for me. This This DJ. Oh, this is, uh, that's, that's, I, I don't know, man. It's hard. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a we we could be here, man, all day talking. It's it's a lot of tracks that you know that from our era that when you when you start going down like a '90s, you know, like an early '90s mid mid '90s playlist, and you'll start, you know, that's that's one of the, the things that I like about um, title and Apple Music. Is that if you type in, you know, different like '90s, you know, a specific like summer playlist, it'll pull up songs that you you be like, damn, I forgot, I forgot that this had even came out. Yeah. And then now you hooked up to your to your USB, and now you you blasting it. So I um, think too, like like with us being forty years old, like our parents listen a lot of music. I know a lot of stuff I I heard was going with Riley to his um, family reunions and cookouts mm-hmm. over there. So like like. The eyes of some bridge like that. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Shit like that feel good. The the, the Johnson brothers, uh, Strawberry Twenty Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Commodore. That's some disco shit. Okay. That's <laughs> that's a, a, strawberry letter. <laughs> <laughs> you you know that song, man? Nah. You know what I heard? Strawberry letter. Strawberry letter Twenty Three. You, you, know, you, know you heard it. Do, do, I didn't really start appreciating okay, that well, too. I got older though. I ain't never like, 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 like Rick James and all that. My, yeah. I was at least yeah. in my 20s when I started really listening to it. You know? yeah. See, my parents didn't really listen to a lot of that because my, my dad was older, so he was playing like a lot of like, jazz. Big band music. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what y'all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he was real, like you know. Yeah, he really was. Like yeah, assholes. But like he played him. They played him a prom. They was tablets. Sam Sam Cook was the culture. When but yeah, like it took for me going around like you know my cousins to hear like you know a lot of a lot of Marvin Gaye, a lot of you know like different you know sixties uh, <laughs> and seventies uh, music man, whatever man, y'all. <laughs> hey, fuck you, Papa Baby, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> you 
Oh, he was rolling up. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> hey, man. Come on out. Oh, man. Anyway, man. Yeah, man. It was, it was a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot of music that, you know, that could that could be categorized with summer. Uh, I'm so, sorry I brought up the era, so I don't support it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, it's good, it's good. It's good. Um So let's let's talk about after we talked about the music, let's talk about some of our favorite summertime memories. Um I know for me, you know, we, we you know, everybody did, you know, Geogalate. Which is, you know, you know Jagger Lake and SeaWorld. Um, might have had, like, you know, a couple of trips here and there, like Jagger Lake and SeaWorld. I was not and still am not a fan of roller coasters. I hate them joints. Um, so, like, you know, Ferris wheel might have been, and teacups might have been, like, the extent for me. <laughs> Teacup, how do you go on, man? I mean, I got, I got on some roller coasters, like, late in life and um, at Cedar Point, and damn near died on two of them, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but... You think about like high angle seat, high angle get it, uh, different things like that. When y'all when y'all think about different summertime memories, oh, excuse me. When you think about different summertime memories. Um, Napoleon, starting off with you, what what uh what summertime memories come to mind for you? Um, you know, as a kid. Oh, as a as a kid. Yeah. Oh man, uh, trying to catch fireflies at night, and oh. uh, and keep them. Um, going down south to visit my family and, and uh, uh, the sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> the sprinkler was it, you know. Um, you know, and of course, you know, just playing outside, just playing outside, um, and the ice cream truck. Um, mm-hmm. for me, the best, the best ice cream of all time, uh, is some WWF superstar bars. Um, <laughs> amen. And, I'm followed closely by like them uh the strawberry uh crunch or whatever strawberry crunch uh those eclairs yeah yeah and and then the, the the ice cream cone uh with the uh chocolate or whatever on the inside of you know um i remember going to uh i think it was called Binkies uh over on uh Lee Road Lee and Harvard for the they used to have the uh the best uh, chocolate covered and strawberry covered ice cream, and playing baseball at St. Henry's. So those are my uh, all-time fave summer memories as a kid. You know. Now before before we before we move on to somebody else, uh, I'm gonna share a summertime memory with you. Uh, NYSP. Oh snap! How could I forget? Where we first met, me me yeah. me you and Jay at NYSP yeah. Sports Camp. That That's was right. that was what two two summers in a row two or three summers. With that stuff, man, I'm forever, man, perpetually. <laughs> man, and, so for y'all listening and for the brothers in the room, we met Napoleon at NYSP is a National Youth Sports Program. Okay. And it was a sports camp over at uh, Case Western Reserve, and your your pops was one of the directors, right? Now my uncle Dennis. Your uncle Dennis was one of the directors, and um. Man, we met. Uh, it's a lot of it's a a lot of stories yeah. that that can come out of that. Um, man, it's a lot of stories that can come out of that camp, bro. But um, I ain't gonna even go down that rabbit hole right now talking about some of them. But it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we had a we had a great time. 
we met a lot of people. Even some of the stories to this day, like when you think about like some of the brothers that we met over on St. Clair, uh, Superior, you know, brothers that just from like all around. I think like the following se- the following year, um, we ended up bringing me and Jay ended up inviting some of the brothers from Buckeye, and they came. And I think that was the last year that we was all there. And then I think that following summer, that's when we all linked up again at Benedictine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I literally, I think we played, we played uh, a basketball game uh, one, one day. And then I think that next day or later that, later that day, we had that freshman uh, uh, basketball lock-in or whatever at Benny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, and I was like, y'all remember these cats, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, Jane is like, uh, uh, I mean, he like all everybody's best friend. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's crazy. I, I met him in the summertime um, uh, at NYSP. So, yeah, man, NYSP is definitely, definitely uh, etched in there, etched in stone as a, as a summertime favorite. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's your favorite summertime memory as a kid, bro? I mean, I don't got just one again. <laughs> Sorry that I'm being a politician on all your questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, um, I mean, just growing up where I grew up, man, and any, I mean, around the corner for you. Yeah, I, I just think, and this could probably be interchangeable for any inner city around many major city around the world like I mean growing up in the inner city it's just different you know from where I'm at right now and you know I, I don't want I wouldn't change anything about the way I grew up like again playing uh, football in the street uh, the pole certain pole or fire hydrant is a first down you get to this pole it's a touchdown yeah. Um, playing baseball in the street, uh, any bounce, and then you know, taking that and uh, flipping that and going to a uh, organized league with uh, little F and big F and mm. all that, and you know, riding your bikes to the suburbs just in case you want to get out the inner city for a minute and ride around there. Bicycle jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all that. Um, Nighttime, you know, just just sitting on the porch and w- waiting for whoever to ride by with the nicest car and the, and the loudest <laughs> music, like, and you know, it was, it, it's all, it's a lot of memories. I don't know, I can't put my finger on just one, but uh, uh, yeah, it was, it, I wouldn't change it though. I would say. Um I mean, all that stuff. I mean, we did, we did all that. I mean, the, the, for me, I mean, I'm always playing basketball, so it was coming to whoever's house to play basketball or, um, you know, for me, I I have a family reunion every year, so, you know, and it's always around my birthday, so, you know, I'm always either here or, you know, with the family reunion or we're going somewhere else. You know, we got four different places that we kind of rotate to for the family reunion. Um, Obviously, you know, your Cedar Points and your and your Geauga Lakes, like those is always um those is always fun. Uh 
Even even with Napoleon mentioned going uh, playing baseball at St. Henry's, I didn't play. I lived around the corner from it, mm-hmm. so I would ride my bike up there and watch the games. And one of my one of my favorite summertime memories is actually, um, and I'm mad they they discontinued them. Was uh, I don't know if y'all remember um, Cotton Candy Now Letters. Okay. Um, I remember them joints. Man, them things used to go crazy. So I used, you know what I mean? So he knows going up to watching the games and, um, you know, just going from house to house or, or you know, park to park playing basketball, um, you know, having to be home when the, when the street lights come on, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, you know, uh, you know, like I said, making making my way out, out y'all way to go, come hang out with y'all during the summer. Um, that was always fun. Um, I mean, it, we were so creative you know, as as kids, because that's all we had was outside. Like we actually had to be outside. Right. right. So for the most part, um, so that was always fun. Um, I remember going to uh, to the Case basketball camp with Curtis, um, getting in all types of shit. Stayed in trouble. Yeah, I was there. Uh, oh yeah, Aunt, yeah, Aunt was there too. I went. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Ian, y'all, you went. Your, did your brother go too? I think that year y'all went, he wasn't, uh... He was too old? He was a daytime camper, he didn't stay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going to that case camp, that was, I mean, you know, sitting in the game, sitting in the, uh, in the little dorm room, playing Arch Rivals all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, hey, I used to go to that camp too, man. Yeah, the, uh, the basketball Dude. camp? Yeah, yeah, I was always horrible at it, but I, I just like being there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was always fun. Um, yeah, man, summertime is, I mean, we had, like Aunt said, I mean, we just, you wouldn't you wouldn't change it for the world. Like, you wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, we had great, great summers. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just, it was literally an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> the summer was an adventure because it was always something that you was trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, or something that you was 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 you know going to do or whatever. Like, even up up until you know through high school and stuff like that. Like, I mean, going downtown. You know, as you, as we got older and and you know, yeah, the, the Latin festival and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Puerto Rican like, or yeah, Puerto Rican oh, day. Shit. Yeah, the Puerto Rican. Yeah, man. yeah all that stuff, man. Like yeah, that man. was. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, a lot of stuff that they don't have now. Like, it's it's just May Day down in Akron. Nice. So, yeah, block party in Columbus. That's yeah. that's yeah. What about you, brother? <laughs> Man, my best summertime memory. I mean, you can add me and everything I said, but the best time I had in summer is when I didn't have responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> May not, but right. I mean, looking at it, there was a certain to a certain age, summertime meant I didn't have to get up mm-hmm. at a certain time. I didn't have to go to bed at a certain time. Really had no place to be. So if I got up and I wanted to go ride my bike, I was just going. If I wanted to wake up and go out in the backyard shoot around, I can do that shit. I literally had, that's the best part of it. Yeah. As I was done, we were done with school. Uh, and then school was your, your one and, or your responsibility to do well. And I, once that shit's over with, fuck else I got to do. All I got to do is avoid getting in trouble. That <laughs> yeah. was my, that was my main responsibility. <laughs> Tell me to do something, I, I, I I knock it out or I seemed like I knocked it out by the time my parents got home other than that we were doing whatever the fuck we wanted to so that was that's the biggest memory uh, hide and go seek is always going to be 
my number one uh, summertime activity. And for the longest, I had I was we were fucked up about it because I hadn't seen no kids play it for a long as for I thought kids forgot about it. We had the Juneteenth uh, barbecue last year. We made all the kids put their phones away and actually saw, saw a bunch of kids play this shit again. Mm. That was the first time I'd seen this shit as an adult. Mm. Any kid playing this shit. So it's good to see the kids actually remember or obviously know about it. I'm glad to see somebody doing it. But again, responsibility or lack thereof it was my greatest summertime memory. I wish I could get back to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, for me, it's... um. Like I said, growing up playing basketball, we was using some somebody basketball camp, some All American basketball camp. It was a case, but the one thing that stood out the most to me um, was me and me and Ryan went out to Florida. You know, my family go to Florida every year um, for our family vacation to Orlando, mm-hmm. and me and Ryan just set up shop at the basketball court for like about five days straight, running the white boys out. Like, <laughs> nobody showed up. After the first two days, they just stopped showing up. Like, they ain't want nothing no more. <laughs> so me and him just took the whole court over to Florida. And like, um, all day, all night, just run courts. That was the most, one of my favorite memories, truthfully. Mm-hmm. They go down there. Because, so like, you know, we play different than they do down south. Mm-hmm. So you got these two boys from Cleveland, you know. They play together since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And these dudes woke up there. It was, I mean, it was all time. It was, it was, I mean, it was teenagers, guys older than us, younger than us, grown-ass men. We ran up the court all day, all night, like 100 degrees outside. Didn't care. It ran at 415. We knew it was coming. We'd go get some eat, rest there real quick, come back out there when the lights come on, and just run them off the court again. So that was, for me, that stays up the most to this day. That's good shit. Like, going down there and just taking over. <laughs> um, Kind of piggyback off what Ian was saying. These kids nowadays, man, that's one thing that I want to say probably like, it was last, no, it was not one last summer, summer before last. 2019, I was somewhere and I was coming back and I was going down this one side street and it was kids outside playing, like playing chase, playing tag and stuff. And you know, usually like you you slow down when you see the kids, but I had stopped at like the top of the street and it was something that was just so like in awe. Like damn, my kids like you know usually kids in the house playing Fortnite and Xbox and shit like that, and to see kids outside playing tag like running in the street. You know, it's like, that shit warmed my heart. Like, kids is actually being kids. You know, we came in, we were smelling like outside. You know what I'm saying? We scraped up our knees. We was playing 33, you know, like what Ant was talking about, any bounce stuff like that. And drinking out the, drinking out the water hose. Drinking out the side of the house. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like. Sideline pops. <laughs> everything, you know, playing any bounce or, you know, uh, knocking on folks' door in the middle of the night and running, like all sorts of stuff, like things that kids should really be exposed to but you know like not kids man they got instagram accounts at 12 years old like we didn't know what the internet was at 12 years old we got what black planet pages when we was college 23 <laughs> you know what i'm saying like but i just i just wish kids man could just you know you gotta you gotta crawl under the car to get the ball that's stuck yeah. you know what i'm saying like Oh shit, no, even on my street, we was playing any bounce. Like, you, you smack the ball over a house, mm-hmm. you had to go to drill work and another ball. Yeah. <laughs> drill work. See, yeah, that's another mm-hmm. thing, too. Like, with us living mm-hmm. so close to each and you would go over Curtis, Curtis' house. Yeah, then we were on the A house. Yeah, we yeah. all lived together. We, we would either be we on the A house. Yeah, we would no be house. wherever we was at, like 119. We'd be on Larchmere, Buckingham, wherever. We all came on whoever street, and we'd be playing 33. We'd be playing any bounce. 
you know, like just that that era of childhood, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's something that's irreplaceable, you know. So that's that's all of that, everything that y'all were saying, that all of that is uh etched in my memory and forever will be. Um now this question here, this next point, this can go either way. This can either go to us right now, um, us a couple of years ago, us in college, and especially us and kids. As us as kids. Um your favorite summertime drink. Your favorite summertime drink. Now I'm I'm gonna go first because I, I I remember this for me. Um I don't know if y'all remember the squeezes. Mm-hmm. They had the little the little yeah, purple, twist off the little twist, twist off, off tops. tops. Yeah. My pops used to always get me the orange joints. They used to come six in a pack. Yeah, and I remember Curtis used to come to school with the blue joints, but my, my pops always got me the orange ones. And the little orange squeezes, like it was like a cartoon character, kind of like molded on the side or whatever. And I used to love them things. I used to drink them things like they was <laughs> water, man, water. Um, then, like, I want to say as I got older, um, like ocean spray, ocean spray, like cranberry, cran apple. You know, I mean, you're still in, you know, your sugary phase or whatnot. <laughs> but that's because that's because we when we was in school and they finally got the uh, the pop machine. Yeah, the juice machine. It was all ocean spray. Ocean spray. Sure yeah. 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 <laughs> the cran grape. The cran grape. The cran apple. And then you go down there and like if it wasn't no cran grape, you had cran raspberry. You you be sick as like damn. I who got the last cran grape? You be Raleigh ass coming around the corner wiping off the lid with his shirt. Right. Like ain't no more down there, y'all. The light is on. Was, yeah, the light, the light on. Yeah, the light on. <laughs> uh, <coughs> now as you get older, um, I'm gonna save this one because I think Raleigh gonna say this as a drink as we get older well let's just let's let's keep it let's keep it here let's keep it keep it as kids first we go around and we go back around and okay that's back fair. around that's fair um i'll go i'll go next as far as you know mm-hmm. as a kid it's, i mean for me it's always gonna be the uh the huggies little huggies yeah, little huggies, yeah. little okay, hugs, yeah. whatever you call it i don't know with the silver foil top yeah 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 <laughs> Huh? It wasn't that. Nice. You? Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. them huggies. Or, or. I know they were. Uh, 25 cent, 35 cent a one. Yeah. Or the. Um, <laughs> or. Nice I know this ain't necessarily a drink, but the freeze pops. Freeze yeah. pops. Turn, you, them, in, yeah. turn them into a drink. Yeah. The freeze yeah. pop, you, you let that thing, you set it out there for a little bit, it turn into the drink. So, them, them was my, my, my two as, as a kid. And you could throw in like a Hawaiian punch. As a as a third option for me, okay. Man, I can't even think of nothing. Um, you know what? It was a um, that crystal clear Pepsi that was out for a minute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that shit was good for me. <laughs> Weird ass. Just on the ground is top five. <laughs> right. It was that, and then um, it takes buzzes off. <laughs> Man, that shit advanced now. Yeah, they discontinued it for a reason. You are. Because <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't make them up fast enough. It was going to sell out so quick. That's why. <laughs> it was that, and then the Purple Swords Rex Kool Aid. It was a great lemonade mix together. See, I didn't. I didn't even know that was a thing. I used to just mix grape and lemonade. I ain't no, know. That's all I was doing too. Yeah, so I saw the package. That's just like <laughs> shit now. Where, like we was mixing uh, uh, ketchup and mayonnaise, and not even that. We, we wasn't doing that shit. <laughs> when you was, uh, I was mixing ketchup and mayonnaise. Not even making it a thing. But go ahead. I, I 
<laughs> no, my brother. <laughs> you on your own. Oh, while we talking about, uh, I'm, I ain't gonna say this because I'm gonna Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I guess red, red Kool Aid, any any variety of it. Uh, Chili Willies. Yeah, it was some. It was some other brand. Cause that Chili Willies came in the carton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was another brand. I like. I didn't have no. I forget the name. Of it, it wasn't Dairyman's. Dairyman's. Dairyman's cartons. Yeah, that was the ones I. Uh, I like. So those two. Yeah, that's and fucking water. <laughs> can I get no? Nah, get some goddamn water. Right, so yeah, that, that was my favorite goddamn drink. <laughs> your, your, your option turned into your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Pepper used to go to Drug World, and once I found out you can win a free pop off the cap. I would oh, go in yeah. that bitch and screw off. <laughs> <laughs> I would go in there and screw off Dr. Pepper till I found about oh, one, get one, the, the free one, and I'd go take so I could buy that bitch and come back later for another Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Doc, Drug World was the first place I got my first Chili Willy from. And then Harry started carrying them up a buck mm-hmm. And what about you? Yeah, I was lost until they brought up Kool-Aid. So Kool-Aid was mine because it was like you can get a whole pack of them and just mix it with some water and then you were good. Um, all that other stuff, man, I know as a kid I probably liked all of it, but thinking about it now, that shit just give me a headache, all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I'm literally cringing when y'all say it, but... Uh, I'm just gonna go with Kool-Aid because uh, I do remember always having that in the refrigerator, you know. And I think about it, it was a great idea. You just mix it with some water, put some sugar in there, yeah, and you were. Did, you, did, y'all, did y'all ever make Kool-Aid ice cubes? Mm-hmm. Yep. I never did that. Nah, we didn't. I ain't do it. Shit. Nepal, what about you, bro? Oh, man. Um. Somebody already said Purple Sauce Rex, man. That was my joint, man. Purple Sauce Rex. And then I also loved the Kool-Aid Blue Dini. That was my all-time favorite Kool-Aid. It was the, I don't know if you remember the commercial, but it changed colors when you added the water to it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, somebody else said the little Huggies. Those were my favorite. Um, Fago Pop, uh, especially the red one. Um... um Oh, I'm, I'm going to take you back. We were a little older when this came out, but y'all remember Crooked Eyes? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's the next go-round. So I'm glad you're going to go last. So you can go ahead and start the next go-round. So we were drinking that bitch as a kid. <laughs> no, 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 no. You remember Crooked Eyes was the... Uh... Not saying that Crooked Eyes was the uh, oh oh yeah I do no I do remember Crooked Eyes yeah 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 yeah. It did have yeah, that was oh, the that, I remember the teeth and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. And, one. Uh, and, and of course, uh, you know, hooping all day. It was special. We couldn't even back in the house, man. That's, that's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> but that hose water was good, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got or, or like we had what we just took it took the hose off and just had to drink it out the faucet, man. I don't know what kind of Water ran out the faucets, man, but it was spectacular. I feel like that's, I feel like that was the first round of vaccination from. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's for real. If you you drink faucet water, you ain't catch shit growing up. Yeah. 
hey, while we talking about the the, the different Kool Aid brands, y'all remember the uh, the Ecto coolers? I knew you was gonna say oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was trying to mess with the Ecto Cooler. The Ecto Cooler, they were the green. Yeah, they yeah. were green. Yeah, them. Yeah. Man, them was, them was delicious. What about um? Cause I, and you know, the crazy part about this is, you know, I I coach up over at St. Joe's uh, mm-hmm. High School, and they have a a convenience store, uh, right across the streets called Neighbors Choice. And I mean, some of the some of the gas stations still carry it here and there, or some of the corner stores or whatever. Uh, Mystics, yeah, you remember yeah, the Mystic yeah, with the, yeah. with the, where you pop the top and then boop. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that, so then was the grape strawberries for me. That was that was up there for me. Mine was the 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 strawberry joints. It was the the, the pink. It was I don't know. It was strawberry and something else, but I can't remember what yeah. it was. Fruit punch. Was it strawberry fruit punch? No, no, no fruit punch. Oh, okay. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the adult beverages. I think Napoleon kind of tiptoed into that with the with the with the Saint Ives. <laughs> uh, no, crooked eyes, man. Crooked eyes. We were made, yeah, crooked eyes. Crooked eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, but we thought we went we went right to Saint Ives, <laughs> and he said, "When <laughs> oh, the crooked eye was the fruity, yeah, uh, alcoholic drink. No, the special brew was the, the special brew. Was, okay, yeah, yeah it's okay, yeah. So I remember them now because yeah. they had the head in the can and it came with fruit punch. Yeah, yeah, that was that was they was marketing to us, getting us ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They was talking, they was saying Snoop Dogg was doing jingles and shit. Yeah, they was, was getting us ready. They groomed us from early age. Yeah, so the bitches came in a brown paper bag and everything. Found the class action suit. <laughs> to this day. So what's what's up with you? What's Saint Eyes and they set my defensive right now, man. Forty and two spoons. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this nigga drinking uh, forty and, and, and some crooked eyes or what? Special brews. Going to the drive in, hey, let me get a forty a forty of uh steam reserve. Man, two special brews. At seventeen. <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably lost. Hey, I'm getting, I'm getting my shit together. Yeah, so we've been drinking this shit. We transitioned from special from what's it, crooked eye yeah. to special brews and and, and malt liquor. I need hundred million, honor. Yeah, don't get this, it. This is all your fault. Set you up early. I fell for it. <laughs> so I think for me, um, when we first started drinking for real, it was hypnotic. And then we started hypnotic the Incredible Hulks. That's the drink I remember the most. Ooh. And then um the Thunderbird. Who that shit had in your club one? I drank the whole bottle. That's one of them. Damn. Thunderbird yeah. man. At, at this nigga we was waiting for this nigga to finish packing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a, I like a bottle of Thunderbird. He like, you ain't fucked up. I said, no, I'm fine. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, they fucked us up early, man. Yeah, they did. And then what's the other one? Um what, Bones Farm? Bones fall. Bones fall. Hey, that's that wine. Oh, shit, was drinking. Yeah, man. Listen, I remember. Bones was bones. I start bones fall and and Alize together. Damn. Wait, you said together? Yeah, bones fall and Alize is delicious. Nice. Woo. I mean, 
you know, when you like, you know, 17, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, now you probably couldn't, you couldn't pay me to have that stuff. <laughs> like, I, man, it was, it was the best thing in the world. We, you got to keep in mind, we had like some fresh livers back then, so we was, we was able to down a lot of stuff. And I started out yeah, as Tupac. And kid belts. I tell you, um, bad influence. I don't know. Yeah, hey, go. Yeah. I don't know. If Curtis, remember this one night? It, we was down. It was a, it was a spot down on four or six called Van Gogh's. Mm-hmm. And Curtis came. Curtis was down there, and I, I forgot who I was down there. And Curtis was buying people um, Amarillo sours. You might not remember this. <laughs> I don't remember that shit. So Curtis was buying people Amarillo sours, and he just like he just buying them, just buying them or whatever. And it was it was probably about like six of us. I want to say. Mm-hmm. And you buying them, you buying them, and you like you want another one. And I'm like, yeah, because they was they were sweet, right? And I think I was you was home. That's what it was. You was home from California, <clears throat> and Ian was down there too. And I'm gonna tell you why I remember you was down there. So Curtis was buying everybody Amarillo sours, and then I wanders off to the bar. And I had just seen Ladies Man, and with Ladies Man, I even dipped out. Um, I had just seen Ladies Man. So you was you went to the bar to offer somebody a fish sandwich? <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I had I had I had dipped off to the bar. I had dipped off to the bar, and um, I had uh, um, like I said, I had just seen Ladies Man, and I was asking the the, the, the bartender, I'm like, can I have a shot of Cavassier? <laughs> <laughs> so. I didn't know nothing about you know mixing liquors at the time. I'm I'm a sophomore at Cleveland State or whatever, and he you know he, he gives me a shot. Then it was this 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 dude that was in one of my classes at Cleveland State. White dude come in, and it was him and a couple of his boys whatever. And they you know they buy shots of vodka. So I had Amarillo sour. I had you know shot of Cavassier, probably another one. Then I had vodka. So I got all the wrong shit in my system at the time. Mm-hmm. Ian and Kurt was like, yo, we finna go to, uh, oh, excuse me, we finna go to um, um, Panini's. Panini's was down the, down the bar. Um, we go down there, we go down the, 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 the purple steps, and as we making our way down the street, there was these girls that was coming towards us. I'm in the back, and like my eyes got watery, the back of my throat got watery. And I'm just like, all right, oh shit, like it's just I start feeling bad or whatever. And then next thing I know, um, I just threw up right there on the on the sidewalk. Everything in me from two days prior had just came up and just thrown it right there. And I remember uh Ian was laughing. And I I didn't know I didn't know what the hell was going on. And I just threw up. And then Curtis was standing probably like three feet away. He's like, You alright? And I'm like, nah, I ain't I don't know if I'm gonna make it. And Ian was like, come on, man, you can't be doing this shit in public. <laughs> and then we makes it into Panini's. And I'm sitting at the bar, and I'm just, like, leaning up. No, I wasn't even sitting at the bar. Like, they was ordering food. And I'm, like, linked up against the wall. Curtis ordering food. Like, what you want? And I couldn't even comprehend shit that they were saying. And I'm like, just give me a, a, a sandwich or whatever. And I'm just, like, linked up against the, the wall. And I had to run back outside. And I threw up again, like, outside the door. That shit was, that shit was terrible. I just remember that shit just... Ian coaching me, telling me not to not to be no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Once you throw up, baby, you shake it off. Nah, it Wipe did, your mouth and get, keep you going. Keep it, the party going. It didn't work like that. Shit, that's a good ass college um, refund money. Shit, you buying drinks? Yeah, I remember you buying drinks. Shit. <laughs> it was so. It was, I remember. I remember you was home, and I like I said, I know Ian was there, 
And um, I can't have a lot of money. Man. I ain't spending shit out. It was, it was, it was a, it was, and the reason, and I, I know this too because it was a chick that I was messing with. She was there down there too, but this was this was a long time ago. But yeah, yeah, you know. We're burning my chain But I just remember it I just remember that night. It, it come up every now and then, but I just remember it like, come on, stop being a bitch, man. People looking at you down here, whatever. <laughs> if we go to Panini's, I just couldn't I couldn't eat nothing because I just kept throwing up. I'm I had my food. I think I made it home. Didn't eat the food. I think I pulled over again, you know, throw it up or whatever, but yeah, that was that. That shit happened. Good times, man. Good great times. <laughs> uh, for me, I think um, I don't know. Um, just I mean, because I, I went through different phases, and I and I didn't start. I wasn't. I wasn't like y'all. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't start drinking until I was twenty, almost twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless you. But when I did, I, I mean, I I, um, I started with Mad Dog. Woo! MD, MD 2020. Woo! Well, actually, I, my first drink was, was vodka straight. But um, but it was Mad Dog. I, was, I remember being in college drinking Mad Dog, and I was drinking the nastiest, the nastiest one. Which one? Great. Great Mad Dog. It was... But I couldn't... I didn't, I didn't like any of the other ones because they... The taste of it, I would throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, if Jay uh, was here, he'd be able to share it with you. <laughs> but with you, like um, family reunion trips, man. I don't, I don't, we we growing now. Family, um, <laughs> we used to take the wine coolers out the, out the, uh, out the coolers. Yeah. <laughs> doing that. That's what started doing that. We was what sixteen years old drinking wine coolers. That's the cooler, you know. Everybody, all the dust went down there and start partying. Yeah, I was. I wasn't drinking that. Yeah, I, well, I was. I was in the cooler, standing with the cooler <laughs> shit. Yeah, my, my, my other cousins was. Yeah, I right. wasn't. But yeah. um, tequila and chili willy, man. Yeah. <laughs> For real, it was yeah. I was six. Yep. I mean, I it ain't chili willy, but nigga, it's the chili willy kind of drink. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure, what a what a. A twenty ounce bottle with tequila and some old fruit punch. Fruit punch <laughs> Any type of fruit punch I can find, I put tequila in. I respect it. But um, but I I I think if I had to say right now, um, my favorite summertime drink would be uh, would be Terramana tequila uh, because of the rock. Um, which I think he should uh, go ahead and sponsor us and 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 you know it is summertime. Rock Johnson, um, we need you need our support. We need your support. What's up? We got you. We will vote for you like some idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is anything with ice in it. <laughs> <laughs> anything with ice in it? Yeah, just about. I'm, I'm coming back around, brother. So anything with ice. <laughs> <laughs> as long as that bitch is cold. <laughs> I remember Jay used to go, <laughs> Jay used to call me from from school, and he would tell me I ain't, I ain't gonna throw him too far into the bus. But his 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 Mad Dog twenty twenty benches, he would call me and be like, "Yo, Huck, we," and he would be slurred. He'd be like, "Huck, we we didn't had such and such and such and such," and all I could remember was just like Mad Dog twenty twenty. And I'm just like. Like you, might, you might need to chill out, brother. <laughs> like, nah, man, you know, we good, man. You had such and such and such. Like, okay, man, you good, man. I'm, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It smelled good, but you, when you 
twisted the cap off of it, but I could never bring myself to ever want to have no. Listen, I was, and we was, I wasn't getting the, the, what is it, the, 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 the fifth? Mm-hmm. We was getting the, the oh, damn. big ones. Yeah. Damn. The gallon. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Well, he never drink the punch, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Growing up in the hood, boy, brothers used to come around the way with all sorts of, um, all sorts of wild shit. Like, that was the first time I ever seen the Iceman 40 ounce. I never knew it was a such thing as Iceman. It was a blue. Yeah. It, it was a blue. Iceman laser. Yeah. It was like it was like a, a muscular yeah. blue if they was character. Out or something, we probably got that one too special. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy, man. That's the first time I saw that. I'm like, is this all right? <laughs> See, that's one one thing was the forty two special blue. Or a Montebello Long Island. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I had a Montebello face. I had a Montebello face because I was in. I was uh, Long Island Light Seas. I was into, and I was just get the Montebellos. But I, I, it's so weird because like like Ann said, like there's, you know, he was talking about the non-alcoholic drinks that he can't drink <laughs> or wouldn't drink no more. I don't think I could drink Montebellos. I never had a whole 40 myself. She, no. <laughs> I never, I never I couldn't do 40s. I never she, had a whole 40. I couldn't drink the whole one. No, we warmed up. We didn't go straight to 40. The, the order was. That's how it was. It was, it was two fresh brews because they taste good. They yeah. had a little flavor in there. And then the the, the, the beer, the, the high volume, yeah. the high percentage beer was the chase. But we started with the talk here, and then mm-hmm. we graduated from <laughs> 40 as the after effect. <laughs> yep. So it used to be two special brews and a talk hand? Yep. And we both would get yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I don't know which summer it was, but we started, and then it was like three or four summers it was like that was our weekend night yeah. like because we was working we, we find our jobs throughout right. the week yeah. and then, but the weekend scrap metal scrap metal we got we got we got some five five dollars hot ready hot ready five we got like you might make 50 bucks but you gotta go home and spend we spend 30 or shit 20 you buy the pizza Four special brews in a 40. About 20 bucks. Yeah. Good. We'll drive downtown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go to the park lot. It was somewhere <laughs> on the west side we went to one time. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That was, I remember I saw Ian somewhere. He was like, you know, we doing, 
whatever this weekend, and I slid through there over Ant's house. And when I go up there, all sorts of drinks was available, and I ain't, I ain't know, I ain't know what to grab. And again, and again, it was like stop being a bitch. Like just grab, you know, grab whatever. And I remember we went to the west side, and that's when. I don't know, something happened. Somebody threw a Corona bottle or somebody Oh, had. yeah, uh-huh. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, What's I was right? there for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a different day. Yeah. That was a different that, that day was something different. Hey, but, if you're out there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see me pointing at you, nigga. I'm ready. Ain't nobody know that pointed at you. They know now. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, so we're gonna we gonna uh, run into another topic real quick. This is something that's probably near and dear to Ant's heart is uh the culture. Okay. Uh this is something that a lot of y'all don't really it's it's a it's an inside joke, I guess you would say. Um anytime something happens, you know, pertaining to what, black culture, anytime something happens, period, that's that's geared towards blacks for the most part, almost like pandering. Such as everything that Joe Biden did to get into the office. Um, everything is for the culture. Now, before we jump into the pandering for the culture, let's talk about what the culture is. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know, man. They don't, that, that's my thing, though. Because the culture has it's changed not, so much. I mean, when you talk about the culture, is black culture, if you. Before it changed, if you if you talking about it before that, mm-hmm. it was not something to be laughed about or joked about. It was it was instrumental, but yeah. over the years, it's been flipped into something else. And then, you know, somebody says something and they say, "Well, that's for the culture," and it's something that's irrelevant. So yeah. that's that's what it's become, you know? Yeah. Something that you're ashamed of. Yeah, like, like, like no, that's, yeah, no, you don't, want, don't put me on that. Like, something, no. something to be ashamed of. Yeah. Man. You put that shit to the culture, like, well, the culture, that looks, the culture look pretty bad. If whatever, yeah. if the culture's supposed to be positive, this makes it look real, uh, real shitty. And you, you, you chalk it up to it all the time. That's what I'm saying. So like the culture used to, it used to stand for something. Now, you look at all the different, you know, mimics, the different, you know, mockeries of the culture, different things that would make the people that laid the pathway for the culture, you know, be ashamed of it now. Well, I think I think part of that is is it when it when it started to change, it was now it's the culture. Mm-hmm. Before. You know what Ant was talking about when it meant something. It was my culture. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this for my culture. Mm-hmm. Now it's the culture. So that's the difference. You know what I mean? And then I think that's the part of it. When you talking, when you're talking about the culture, the culture is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. But my culture means something. You know what I mean? So I think that's the, the like the difference. You know, and and the, 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 once it crossed over to the culture. Mm-hmm. That's when it got all bad. <laughs> so right now, in 2021, can we say like us as blacks have an identifiable culture? It depends who's saying it. Yeah, we yeah. do. <laughs> okay. we, we we do. It's still the same thing, but I feel like it's one of those words with two meanings now. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
like the real meaning, like like the definition, and then it's a slang term that really doesn't mean the real meaning. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now Napoleon, last episode when you introduced yourself, you said that you know one thing that you 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 were a fan of everything black. Um, Absolutely. Right now, when you take a look at how our culture has been morphed, changed, mocked, even what do you, when, when you when you hear the culture, like what comes to mind, or what kind of like what 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 comes to mind when you hear the culture? Oh man! So first thing is. Um, there's this false notion that uh, blacks and black culture is something that's monolithic, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. We're vast, we're varied, and our culture is varied. Um, the word culture uh, etymologically comes from uh, the concept of cultivating the ground. So you can think of culture as the shit um, that, that, that allows you to grow. You know what I mean? It's it's your defense kit. It's your defense mechanism. It's it's all your nutrients. It's all the stuff that that allows you to grow and be who you are. And uh, black culture is very. <clears throat> so you know, I mean, and and a lot of times we end up being these kind of uh, cultural gatekeepers. You know what I'm saying? We want to say what fit for us, but but not allow room for what fit for other people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Um, Lil Kim is our culture. Cardi B is uh, this, you know, another generation's culture. And as Nicki Minaj was another generation's culture. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's all in there. You can't really differentiate it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I love the distinction that was made between my culture and the culture. And I think that's a way of salvaging um, what might be sacred, valuable, useful for your upcoming and your upbringing, as opposed to what, what might do it for somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, but as far as I think the question was, um, you know, how do, how do I feel about black culture now? Man, I love it. I, I love our, I love our culture. I love um, the nuances that we make to the general population. I, I love um, how, I, you know, our heritage, man, we took weeds and made them, uh, and made them uh, uh, delicacies, man, greens. We took the scraps and made delicacies, chipless. You know what I'm saying? We took the scraps and make quilts to cover our, our asses and, and warm our children with. That's the resiliency of our culture, you know what I'm saying? It, it still lives in, in samples and hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? It still lives, man, so I, I love it, man. I, I love our culture. We've always been an inclusive culture. Um, you know, we, we, we've always made room for others. That's that patriarchal um, imperialism shit that, uh, that others, others, and... You got to be this way or and, and not that way and all that crazy shit. Black folks have never been like that. We've always been open and warm and accepting and loving of everybody. So I still see those things. I still see that, man. I still celebrate it and I love it. <clears throat> so with, with everything you just said, let me ask you this. And this is something that's widely talked about when you have a lot of artists, a lot of personalities, a lot of entertainers that are that do not derive, if you will, from our culture. Guys like a Post Malone, a Justin Bieber, a Jack Harlow, people like that. When you when you see artists like that that monetize our culture and, you know, popularize it, 
do you think that they're paying homage to it, or do you think that they're they're taking them? They're they're, they're even even the Eminem. Um, do you think they're 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 taking it after they've gotten accepted into it, which which you've mentioned, and running with it, or how do how do you feel about that? Well, you know, man, it's that capitalism again, man. You know what I mean? So. <clears throat> I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't doubt a person like that. I don't know their upbringing or whatnot, and I'm certain that they're fans. Like you listen to Eminem. Eminem is a is a super rap fan. Mm-hmm. Justin Bieber seems to be a super R and B fan. Um, and what I've seen of him and whole nine yards. But what happens is, man, people get prostituted, and our culture, our song, our dance, our story gets prostituted, <clears throat> and they and they pay people to prostitute it and they themselves are prostituted you know what i'm saying you know so it's not it's not even necessarily them they just consumed in a machine that's trying to make money you know that racism stuff is really real and uh sometimes folks love our stuff uh, first of all you know the world love our culture but don't love us you know mm-hmm. what i mean so they love to put another face on our stuff or you know what i mean you know ass is wasn't even <laughs> ass is wasn't even socially acceptable and, and then everybody started uh, filling their asses up to get asses, and now asses are a thing of beauty. We've been loving asses. We've been <laughs> we've been loving curves. We've been loving shapes. We've been loving our sisters. You know what I'm saying? You know, so that, that's an example of it. You know what I mean? People, that, you know, what's that phrase? Culture vulture, man. You know, it's gonna be some culture vultures out there. And 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 again, the enemy is capitalism. You know what I'm saying? The enemy, the enemy is 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 folk who who love money more than culture, more than people. And we'll prostitute our culture again. I go back to where it comes from—the stuff that made us, that shaped us, that allowed us to be who we are. And you're gonna take that and and, and, and sell out and make and make you know make it make it into something profitable for you that doesn't come back to our culture, that doesn't sustain us, that doesn't nourish us. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't help us. You know what I'm saying? And you can even think of rap that way in general. Mm-hmm. You know, we old enough to remember the Jungle Brothers and the X Clan and, and and you know what I'm saying with rap. You know, like it had to have a message and it was positive and all of that kind of action. And then record companies got in and they started telling us what was happening. How a white boy in the suit telling you what's popping in the hood? You know, this is the hood right here, you know, and we bought into it. You know what I'm saying? You know, they put it in the magazine and we thought like, yeah, that's banging. You know what I'm saying? You know, again, our culture, our stuff, prostituted, you know what I'm saying? Sent back to us, spent back to us without any careful uh, uh, thought of why and what. You know, that's why I think this is an era and age, man, where we need more black scholars. And I don't mean necessarily scholar like uh, a nerd, but I mean scholar like just sitting down and thinking about what makes us us and writing about it and talking about it and telling your story. That's why I love this podcast, because it's a podcast that keeps it real. This is scholarship. This is brothers talking about who, what, when, where and how. And we, we need more of that. And that's a perpetuation of our culture. But just like you said. The culture got prostituted. That's the, that's what everybody's saying. The issue is, is everything's being attributed to a culture. They blur the lines as, blur the lines of the culture. They call it the culture. You can try to differentiate it between my culture and the culture, but it doesn't matter. Just like you said, somebody else has been taken, taken in and giving it to you as culture, as a culture that. And now all the lines are blurred. So now anything that happens, we say, "Oh, it's for the culture." Even the even the fuck shit is is for the culture. Now, granted, there's always gonna be some bullshit 
there's positives and minuses or pluses and minuses, positives and negatives to a culture. But now the highlighted, I guess the mainstream highlights of the culture, whatever, whatever fuck you want to put it, culture, my or the culture is negative, it's bullshit. That's the issue that I know most of us at this table have is that the, I guess the grand representation of the culture is bullshit. You see some bullshit happen or some, some, you see some, it just, it's, it starts little shit and it starts fucking with, it starts fucking with you. You hear somebody say, oh, I did that for the culture. Like, nigga, you did that? For the culture, and I can't give you. I'm not even gonna. I ain't gonna say. I can sit here and give you an example, off the top of my head. But it's little shit that you hear somebody say. Oh, it's for the culture, and you think, how the how the fuck does that? What the fuck you talking about, or what the fuck you did? How does that uh, equal blackness? Equal? Uh, <laughs> how does that progress? How does that do uh, do better? That just sounded like how some does that fuck be- shit. Benefit the culture. Yeah. How does that benefit? Anybody else other than some? It doesn't benefit the. It does. I don't even think half the shit I see or hear somebody say for the culture actually benefits somebody. I think that's just the. It's. It seems it's starting to come across as I do some bullshit and I can chalk it up to the culture, and it gets packed. Or somebody else, uh, somebody from outside says I'm doing X, Y, and Z. All right, just like the motherfuckers wearing the the, the shikis or whatever the fuck they did the one day. And say this for everybody. Oh, that's what they did it for the culture. What but two, three black people in the group, right. <laughs> and they said you we doing this for y'all culture. I ain't never wore. I'm forty years old. I ain't wore dashiki yet. <laughs> Just little shit like that. You talking know? about the Capitol Hill? Yeah, shit like that. I ain't I ain't never wore dashiki. I know I'm only half black, but hey, I ain't never wore half a dashiki and uh, put a kufi on. But goddamn, I ain't never did no. Sh- and but they tell you that we doing this for the culture, and ain't nobody in the half more than half the motherfuckers in the culture ain't never wore a goddamn dashiki. So it's a little shit like that is 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 being told just like you said it's being prostituted. Uh, you see shit in mainstream by people that have nothing to do with it or say they they're doing something for you or we're gonna uh, look out for you and it we gonna do but. Instead of actually doing something, we give, give you a little, we take a little piece of your culture and give it back to you, and say we did it for the culture. But goddamn, you took it from the culture. Right. It didn't need to be taken. It was, it's already been done. But we gonna take it, give it to you, and tell you we did it for the culture. That's as little bullshit. And even, even, even I even see niggas doing the shit, doing sucking shit that it doesn't, doesn't feel right. Like I. It might it might benefit you personally, but it just doesn't feel right. But then to to get a pass on it or to get by or to or to to justify it, you say it's for the culture. And the culture, if this is how the shit is going, the culture's going down here. I'm pretty it's all I'm pretty sure it's always been somebody getting over and getting by and putting it on the culture. But right now it seems like everybody I see in here is easy to say for the culture. And I don't know what the fuck the culture is no more, <laughs> other than I'm trying to I'm trying to do some bullshit or I'm trying to get paid. And if that's if that's the case, so be it. That just makes it seem like the culture is is bullshit, and we prostituted and 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 monetized that bit so much that it or we let it get so monetized and we we've, we've sold that bit so much that it's it's worthless. In my in my opinion, I know my shit might be scattered. But that's just how I see it. What the fuck I think is is 
There's literally been, you're right, there's been prostituted. We didn't, they didn't sold and, and worked the hell out of this bitch, and now that <laughs> motherfucker wore the fuck out. So how do you, so, is, is, is there a, a, how do you come, how do you come out of it? Can't turn the hole into a housewife, man. Well, she, she for the, she gone. <laughs> so, so, the, gone, so, the, gone. so the culture is gone. So so well. So my my thing is this. Okay. <laughs> like, again, I mean, it's not a monolithic black culture. I, we not all the same. I mean, I dig it, but I that's what I understand that it's not. But what I'm saying is, it's everything is everything out. Somebody doing right. Somebody doing right uh, or doing what needs to be done doesn't go out and say I'm doing this for the culture and that's what that's what I was getting to yeah, so somebody, like so could, could, could we could we if we were to start you know say okay shit it's summertime June it's graduation time graduation I graduated for the culture that'd, that'd be nice but it, that's cool but what I'm saying like if I wake up I wake up every day and go to work I take care of my family I break a generational curse. I didn't say I don't wake up and say, "Hey, I'm I'm uh, I got married," or "Hey, I had my kid in in wedlock," or "Hey, I'm I'm taking care of my kid." I'm not. I don't get up in the morning and say, "Hey, I'm gonna do this for the culture." I'm but in 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 all actuality, if enough enough people see me, or if I just see if enough people can can understand what I'm doing, and I can show somebody else what I'm doing, I am doing it for the culture. But if I get out here and do some bull, I go out here and, and uh, do some fuck shit and say I did it for the culture. I don't. If you're doing it for the right reasons, I don't need the atten- a. I don't need the attention. B. I don't have to put it on the culture. It's it is what it is. It's it is it's furthering. It's furthering or, or showing what the culture actually is. That's what I'm getting at. But when you go out here and do do bullshit and you put. You put the culture on it, which I still, as shit is lost to me, is fucked up and is lost to me. Oh, exactly what it is now. I know it's multifaceted and all that shit, but everything I see in here is entertainment-wise or, or bullshit-wise when they put it on it. Nobody puts, they don't come out and say, like you said, grad, I graduated college. Nobody put, they don't put that in the mainstream media anymore. I gotta look on, on a fucking bullshit post on social media to get any, anybody to say, hey, I graduated college, or a picture of 10 motherfuckers graduating from medical school saying we did it for the culture. That's the only way I hear it. Yeah. But I listen to a fucking song, I listen to or watch TV, however how you get your mainstream media, and that's when I hear the fuck shit for the, uh, for the culture. That's the, there's the issue I'm having. So it may not be the culture, it may be the coverage of it, but also, the niggas inside this bitch putting that shit out there to say they're they're doing something for the culture is an issue I have. Oh no, I, I hear that, and I I feel almost real conspiracy theorists about that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what we're looking at is a catchphrase, and and in our day, the catchphrase was like was something like keeping it real, and that shit wasn't real. No. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, so we're looking at a catchphrase here, man. And and when we talk about our culture, you know, again, true is not monolithic, but if it is anything, it's it's been uh, finding dignity and grace and courage uh, to make the most of shit. That's that's our culture. You know what I'm saying? So those things you mentioned really are the cur- are are the culture, and uh, what's understood doesn't have to be stated. 
But what we're dealing with now, what it, what it feels like to me, and like I said, I'm going to be real conspiracy theorists uh, in and through here, is uh, is an intentional terrorist attack, right? Because words have power. Words, Eminem cut a song, said my words are weapons. Words have power, you know what I'm saying? And and when you, when you deteriorate and try to tear down and establish and misrepresent something, um, and you put ratchet and make ratchet like it's righteous. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the culture. This is who we are. This is what sustains us. Yeah, that's a serious issue. That's you know the, that's the issue. That's the issue we all have. Who, who, who are coming up and thinking that this is my culture. This is my heritage. No, that, that is, that, that's not at all our culture. That's not all our, our heritage. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it how some people come up? Yeah. But that's a, that's a, uh, that's a dissident group. You know what I'm saying? That ain't normative, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, uh, you know, it's far more people trying to take a high road, doing like in, taking care of kids, marrying, selling down, having families. You know, that's the culture. You know, that's the positive. And, and then we have to ask the question: Well, who gains from those stories uh, versus who gains from the other stories? You know, we're not we're not ignorant to the fact that there's a multi-billion dollar. Um, uh, uh, prison, uh, p- excuse me, from from the from the uh, from the cradle to the prison uh, pipeline. We're not ignorant to the fact that 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 jailing has been the solution to the Negro problem since the moment that we uh, 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 gained freedom. We're not we're not ignorant to this reality. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, you just think about all the people who get paid off of us being off of us bucking. You know what I mean? CEOs, judges, their whole drug courts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, rehabilitate. Just, just start thinking all the industries, all the money that comes from 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 niggas wilding. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> and you start to see why. You know, you're gonna have people that are very interested, very invested, very involved with continuing that cycle. And these are the same people we talked about prostituting. These are the same people who get our music, get our art, get our stuff. And, and pedal it back to us and say, go this way. Because they're trying to steer you down the path that profits them. You feel what I'm saying? You. So, you know, that that shit ain't no mystery. I think that's just as plain as day. That's like sunlight. Kurt looked like he was busting at the seams. No, I mean, what, what said had to be said already, man. Ain't too much I can say, truthfully. The only reason I was turning to you because I know with your interaction in the music industry, mm-hmm. I wanted to know your take on the artists that are popularizing the culture, if you will, or, or, or the artistic culture, I should say, and your take on it and how you view it. Because I don't know, that's one thing, I don't know if you have any artists that are not, you know, of, you know, African-American descent. No, I don't. But um, my biggest issue is probably with um, Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber, and Robert Thicke. And, um, back when they first started bubbling up, they talking about they was R&B. So like, why are y'all putting these white artists in the R&B category instead of finding real R&B artists that was out at the time, which I can't remember at the time right, right now. But like, they was trying to make Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake, the essence of R&B music, which they fucking are not. Mm-hmm. So that's my problem. So like, my thing is, I'm trying to, yeah, see my thing, I'm, I'm trying to keep it it's, 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 it's politics and going on with this shit, man. So, like, I'm, what I'm trying to do is keep it independent as much as possible and give artists 
of the black and brown complexion a chance to get this stuff out there. Because you don't need that machine behind you to make it anymore. You just need the right direction, a person that knows what's going on, to push in that direction. So you had to get sucked up in, um, in the machine. That's my thing. I said, like, it's, it's a whole lot of artists out here. Um, it's like, cause they, they try to make Tennessee, like, the, um, the birthplace of country music. But it's a whole lot of R&B artists down in Tennessee that got... That's getting on the look because well Tennessee just all about country music. It's a gang of R&B artists out there, even up here. You know, um, I ain't name dropping nobody because they ain't damn a thing right now. But um, people, we just need a shot. You know, we need somebody that ain't afraid to go against the machine and put these artists out here, which I am. Cause I ain't, I care less about the machine. Man, I, I know my limit and what's gonna take for me to um, for me to buy out. Because I, I will, you know, step back when, when the price is right. Mm -hmm. But until that get to that point, I'm going to bring as, as many artists, musicians along as I can to get there. You know, it's like, it's, it's plenty of money out here for everybody. But, like, we don't know how to get it. That's the main thing. Okay. I know how to get it. Okay. Anybody else want to add on to the culture discussion? No? Okay. Alright, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. We had a very good, lighthearted, funny, um, in-depth discussion about summertime and also to, you know, a brief deep dive into the culture. Hopefully, as always, y'all enjoyed this episode as well as every episode. Um, as Juneteenth comes around, a better way to end this episode, you know, make sure you listen to this episode at your cookouts, at your barbecues, as everybody's returning back to work, you know, put this on on your ride back to work. Even while you're working at home, wherever it is, make sure you get the word out. For everybody that's listening, you can find us on five different digital service providers now. That's uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and now Google Podcast. Again, make sure you share, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you get the word out screenshot us share us on your socials facebook instagram twitter um any publicity is good publicity for the most part make sure you follow us on instagram at knights of the round table um, cle make sure you follow us on twitter at k-o-t-r-p-o-d join in the discussions make sure you again follow you like you listen you subscribe you share you get the word out make sure you listen to whatever it is that we pitch in promoting um, I want to thank all the fellas this week for, you know, hanging in there, recording. Again, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, we will not have an episode um, next week. So you're listening to us on this coming Wednesday. Next Wednesday, there will not be an episode. We will resume our programming the following week. To all the fathers in the room, all the fathers that's listening, happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth to everybody. Um, also, to we want to shout out our official sponsors, Diamond Music Group, um, Curtis, the owner of Diamond Music Group. Tell the folks where they can find you and what it is that you're offering and more what's coming down the pipe. Yeah, you can catch me at diamondmusicgroup.com. Um, Cons promotion, artist management, uh, video production, all that stuff. Um, and, you know, the powers of being that might be listening, my buyout price is $1.5 billion. That's billion with a B, you know, for me to be quiet and me to buy out, you know, for me to disappear, it's $1.5 billion for me to, you know. So, 
Cash me now. Give my money now, or give it to me later. <laughs> Jimmy Iovine, that was aimed at you. All right. The uh, culture. Also, <laughs> also our <laughs> other official sponsor, uh, Raleigh at uh, Start Cleveland. Tell the folks where they can find you, what it is that you offer. Um, also, too, summertime, great times. Go ahead. You know what it is, a great time. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Start Cleveland. Um, on Facebook at Start Cleveland, we have alkaline water um, that you're going to need because it's hot. Um, so you know, hydrate the right way. Like I said, like I say always, um, this is the best water that you'll ever taste. Um, what else? We got uh, joint support pills um, that are everything's all natural. Um, so if you got any aches and pains, um, back, back ankle, uh, arthritis, um, any, any pains in your joints or, or areas, um, that you're, that you're bending. Um, we got, we got joint support pills for that. Um, also our other sponsors. Disney, man, come huh? on, man. <laughs> no, I'm just, excuse me for being consistent. <laughs> um, you know. In the morning, when I'm riding my Volkswagen, um, I drink uh, Starbucks, and then in the afternoon, I might have an a, a ice-cold start. And then at night, um, you know, for a nightcap, I'll have my uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson uh, Terramana tequila. Um, all that while wearing my uh, brand-new Nikes. Um, so shout-out to all those sponsors. Yeah, um, uh, yeah we done made you switch up. You ain't got no Nike on today? No, nah, man. No. Nah. Huh? Or sponsored by Jesus. Or you <laughs> every day all day, but I mean those are some nice pumas you have on. Yeah. You're free agent on the shoes. Huh? You 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 in the building war between Puma and Nike? Trying to get that title deal. Alright, so um you know we we just we do all this for the culture, so you know uh we appreciate everything. <laughs> Yeah, man. We wanna uh, we wanna thank each and every last one of y'all for listening. All of y'all that's stuck with us through these uh, thirty-one episodes. Shout out to everybody that's listening to us in other countries as well. Continental United States, all fifty states that y'all checking us out, downloading us. Also to um, internationally, we appreciate y'all for subscribing, liking, and listening, following us, downloading us, getting the word out. However it is that you all are listening to the podcast, we appreciate it. Make sure your friends, family, your neighbors, your co-workers, your colleagues, whoever um, finds it on their iPhone, their Android, their laptops, their tablets, wherever it is. Make sure you download us. Make sure you continue to get the word out. And we're ever-growing podcast. And also, too, we're coming up on our year. We're coming up on a year anniversary in August. Um, I don't know what the hell we're going to do in that year's time, but we're pretty sure we'll probably make something, um, you know, big. Um, I want to thank also to the newest addition to the podcast, Brother Napoleon. Um, you know, thanks for your contributions, bro. You know, thanks for your insight. You know, it was it was greatly received last episode. Um, you know, a new staple to the podcast. So we thank you for your time and your efforts, brother. We appreciate it. Um, appreciate you. All right. Um, so for Ant, for Ian, Curtis, Riley, Napoleon, myself, we want to thank y'all for listening again. Program reminder, we will not be recording a new episode next week. So we gave y'all a lot this episode, but make sure you tune back in the following week where we'll resume play. Um, 
safe travels on your vacation, bro. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to the fuck out of here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we will talk to y'all soon. God bless. And y'all take care. Busy. These are happy dogs. Rhythmic dogs. Harmonic dogs. House dogs. Street dogs. Dogs of the world unite. Dancing dogs. Funky dogs, nasty dogs. Get your bed, tan the roof off this mother like parliament. I'm on a rolling.